People tune into their phones, computers, and TVs and listen to all kinds of things every day, much of it being a waste of time and lots of it being destructive. Today on Keeping It Real, direct aim will be taken to exhort us to tune into God. Whether if we acknowledge it or not, God is always speaking and continually looks to get our attention. The reason why so many Christians don't hear from God regularly, and the vast majority of people don't ever hear from the Lord, is due to a drastic communication breakdown and a virtual extinction of consecrated living. This can get turned around. It starts with you and I. It can get started today upon journeying through this episode of the Keeping It Real podcast entitled, Tuning Into God. Welcome to the Keeping It Real podcast. Only tired of fake stuff? Shouldn't we turn down a stale brand of living? It's time to open our hearts to Christ. It's time to keep it real. Here's your host, Ollie G. And it is most certainly awesome uh, that you have agreed to tune in to another episode of Keeping It Real. I'm your host, Ollie G. And today it is Tuning Into God is the title of this episode of the Keeping It Real podcast. Tuning Into God, the scripture for this episode is found in Romans chapter 10, verse 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The message of God can't be mistaken. It is unmistaken and undeniable that God loves people. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The message of God Specifically, the gospel certainly is unmistaken that God came from heaven to earth to be born of a virgin, to live a sinless life that is a perfect life. And even though he was tempted in all points like we are, yet he was without sin and that he ultimately came to die, die upon a cross to pay for the sins of mankind and that whoever would believe in him would be born again by the Spirit of God. And upon him dying on the cross, he was buried, but then rose again three days later, rose from the grave to conquer sin, conquer uh, the devil, and conquer death itself so that we too one day can rise for those of us who have placed our faith in him. All kinds of other messages of the scriptures are unmistaken, undeniable that God is very patient uh, with us, particularly those of us who are his children, and that he casts our sins as far as the East is from the West. God uh, is looking for a life of obedience in all kinds of areas or all aspects of our lives, that even though we fall far short of the glory of God, God is looking for a growth, a maturation process in him where we are obeying him. We are repenting of sin. We're turning away from sin. We're looking to crucify self, turn away from self, and look to follow him. So we see the message of the scriptures be very clearly uh, undeniable. There are costs for ignoring God, and the costs are judgment and judgment leading to separation. So when we ignore the messages, we bypass the message of scripture, there are costs that are involved and they are uh, quite painful and quite agonizing. Being spiritually deaf is a choice and that choice reflects 
an attitude of the heart. So whenever the word of God is being proclaimed, especially when it's being proclaimed rightly, um, those that preach and teach have a huge responsibility to be workmen that are not ashamed, but people who rightly divide the word of truth, 2 Timothy 2.15. And so when the word of God is proclaimed accurately and boldly, and it's not to say that mistakes aren't ever made from those who proclaim the word, but generally speaking, there is a rightly dividing of the, uh, of the word of truth, that being the Bible. And when folks listen, then they have a responsibility to respond. We all have this accountability. And that is once we hear the truth of God, we are to respond to him in faith and in obedience. So being spiritually deaf is a choice. And that choice reflects an attitude of the heart. So what's at the heart of tuning into God? First thing is communication. That is the first thing uh, that is at the heart of tuning into God. There has to be communication that takes place. There needs to be a individual that delivers the word of God, and then there needs to be a receiver. I'll get into the deliverer and the receiver parts of it here in a few moments. But first is I want to break down communication and what that is, because a lot of times people just have this very simplified uh, view of communication, and it's not necessarily all quite that simple. It is a simple concept, but there are all kinds of different ways to communicate. Communication is a, takes up a whole major. People can major in communication in um, college, so it's not altogether that simple. People take courses and courses, semesters and semesters of of this stuff. So there is a prerequisite for faith, okay? And that is there has to be a hearer. There has to be hearing involved. That, that person's the receiver. Now there's verbal and nonverbal communication. Verbal, of course, being audio, that being someone has spoken language, has communicated something through speech, and then there is a that that person is an encoder, and then there's a person that decodes the message that is they receive. So first off, the prerequisite for faith is that there is a hearer. There has to be a receiver of the word. And people are either audio listener or audio learners and video learners. Okay, some people are audio learners. That is, they you can talk to them. Okay, talk to them all day long and. And they will listen. They will soak in a lot of what you have to say. And that principle is also laid out in Scripture because, as I said in Romans, uh, or a core verse for today is Romans chapter 10, verse 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. A few verses prior to that, we read, how shall they hear without a preacher? So there has to be a person proclaiming the word of God. And that's the idea of preacher here. It doesn't, the context isn't necessarily here a qualified person who is, you know, holds the vocational um, office of preacher. That's what through time that the interpretation of preacher has been left to be understood. People generally uh, think that the word preacher or pastor, or reverend. It is this qualified person, this person that goes to seminary or has some kind of um, Bible education 
is qualified to be that, and that's who the preacher is. No, a preacher can be anybody that knows Christ and is proclaiming the word of God. So someone doesn't need to hold an office. Someone doesn't need to have a degree to be a preacher as it, Paul describes it here in Romans chapter 10. So there is power in proclamation. So the hearing individual or the person that is listening, they are the receiver. And then there is power in proclamation. That is the person who proclaims the word of God, the preacher in this sense that Paul is referencing, is the deliverer. They are delivering the word of God. They are providing or giving the message. It is so important for people who proclaim the word of God to proclaim the whole counsel of God. It is driving me nuts to no end in our day-to-day -day where people who do proclaim the word of God, and there are, may I say that that is the great minority, but people who actually then proclaim the word of God, they do so in this, uh, again, dried out, stale kind of way. They just present the gospel or they'll talk a little bit about God instead of looking to connect with folks and connecting with folks through offering the whole counsel of God. That is God's holiness to God being the creator, to God being the sustainer, to how God uh, leads us by his spirit. Or in the Old Testament, he led the children of Israel by the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. Um, and it's not to say that the person proclaiming the word of God is going to go into those specific instances, but to, to, to magnify God in all of his majesty, in all of his glory. We just think that proclaiming the word of God today is just, oh, Jesus came and he died and he rose again. And if you believe in him, you'll, you'll be saved. Well, that is true, but that the word of God's not limited to that. I mean, think about all of the ways that even the apostle Paul, how he proclaimed God, how he proclaimed the truth of God to the churches, dealing with the Corinthians and their divisions and their factions, to dealing with the Ephesians, talking to them about power and living in victory. So there is the whole counsel of God to consider as we proclaim the word of God. So there is a receiver, that is the person who listens, and then there is the deliverer, that is the person who gives or dishes out the word of God. Now, hearing, I also want to make this point under this umbrella of communication, because again, at the heart of tuning into God, it involves communication. You cannot know the word of God without having it communicated to you, or you cannot look for someone else to be able to tune into God unless you deliver it to them. Hearing also includes visual aspects. There are many people, including yours truly, that are visual learners. You could talk to me, but after a little while, you may lose me, especially, especially <laughs> the conversation goes into shallow and diluted kind of ways. I am more of a visual learner, and a lot of folks are like this as well. This is the nonverbal communication that can take place in allowing people to see the glory of Christ or seeing the goodness of the Lord. And this can be done, obviously. And listen, some people can't hear. There are some people that are that are deaf and they can't hear. And that's where sign language comes into play. But it's not just through actual language. 
It can be through all kinds of acts of kindness or upright actions, righteous living. That is how people can take notice that Jesus is for real and that his love is for real and that this isn't some sort of myth or fable, this whole thing known as the Christian life. So communication is at the heart of tuning into God. Remember, being spiritually deaf is a choice. And that choice reflects an attitude of the heart. So as I am coming and delivering this message here today on this episode of Keeping It Real, it is my hope that all four ears are open, not only the actual audio ears, the physical ears that are being able to attain the message of God, but also your spiritual ears may be open as my spiritual ears have been open um, so many times through the years, attaining messages and information that were so beneficial to me that were life-altering, transforming. And it's my hope that this message here will be transforming to you, the listener, in this whole thing that we're diving into today, tuning into God. Because being spiritually deaf is a choice, and that choice reflects an attitude of the heart. Well, not only is at the heart of tuning into God does it involve communication, but it also involves consecration. What does consecration mean? Consecration means established as holy or something that is considered sacred. The Lord's Supper, the taking of the Lord's Supper, the taking of communion, that would be a consecration uh, moment or um, consecration time. Um, certainly, whenever we step into the throne room of prayer, that would be a consecrated time. But God is calling upon all of us that have named the name of Christ, that have been transformed by his spirit and have become children of God. We have the right to be called children of God, as it says in the Gospel of John chapter 1. That life has to be backed up with consecrated living. A life that backs up what's communicating. So I could proclaim, or anyone can proclaim all day long, the goodness of God, proclaim the truth of Scripture, proclaim the reality of Jesus Christ, and the truth of the gospel. We could do that all day, all night. And if it is not backed up with consecrated living, then it's going to fall flat. It is going to fall on thorny or rocky soil. It's Chances are it's not going to amount to much. So there's got to be a life that's backed up, but that backs up what's being communicated. Notice again in our core verse of Romans chapter 10, verse 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So it's not enough to be a listener or a hearer only. Notice here how Paul lays out how the word of God is the standard. What is the word of God? The word of God is not like Time Magazine. The word of God is not even anything like any other religious volume or book. The word of God stands alone. It is the inspired truth of scripture. Other scriptures within the word of God make this very clear. The word of God backs up itself, the claims that it makes. In other words, 
Let me look at uh, some scriptures here, beginning in Psalm chapter 19, verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. How about 2 Timothy 3.16 that I alluded to just a minute ago? All scripture is inspired or God-breathed. And it is profitable for correction, for rebuking, for instruction in righteousness. How about when Peter got done preaching on the day of Pentecost in, in Acts chapter 2, and 3,000 people came to know the Lord, 3,000 people get saved, and they approached Peter and the rest of the apostles, and they said, they were pricked in their heart, and they said to Peter, what should we do? So there is a hearing, there is communication that takes place, but then there's a consecration that is definitely relevant. Not only is it just slightly relevant, it has to be at the center or at the core of what's going on when we talk about tuning into God. There has to be a response to the word, not only by listening and going, wow, that was a really nice message. I heard that so many times, even when I was in pastoral ministry. I really enjoyed your message, but then they couldn't tell me one thing that was proclaimed in that message. There has to be a response to the word by experience, and that experience needs to last. In other words, the experience isn't just a, a, a one day or a one weekend. Now, that's the way how a lot of conferences and retreats operate. There's this spiritual high, and then after about a week or two or maybe a month or whatever, the experience just fades off. The effect has disintegrated. There, had, there wasn't a true experience. There was this emotional high or there was this experience for a weekend and then it kind of falls flat. There has to be a response to the word of God by experience and that experience needs to last. Again, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God and the word of God is the inspired word of God that brings correction, brings rebuking, brings instruction, ultimately ought to alter our lives permanently in such profound ways. That's the whole point of how the Lord looks to make his children more and more like him. There, however, is a pause for no consecration. And that is the, the exaltation of self. There is a cause for no consecration because being spiritually deaf is a choice. And that choice reflects an attitude of the heart. And if there is no consecration, it means there is too much self. There is an exaltation of self that comes into play or that has come into play in one's life. Jesus made it abundantly clear, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. Who is Jesus? He was the bread of life. He was the living word. He is the one that became flesh and dwelled among us, but he's the living word. So when we are following him, we're not just following some idea. We're not just following some ideology. We are following the perfect son of God. The one that came from heaven to earth and is now seated on at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us. We It is a daily experience where we are looking to him, living for him, following him, abandoning ourselves, our self-interests, 
and seeking to live unto the kingdom of God because Jesus is the king of that kingdom. So there's there's a cause for no consecration, and it's because there's too much of an exaltation of self. And then that leads us to the cost of no consecration, and that is the judgment and separation that I alluded to earlier. There is a cost, and the cost is steep. There is judgment. When someone lives un, unto themselves and they just, maybe they're listening, they're even listening to God. Maybe they're listening to a proclaiming of his word. But when there's no concept, when there's no response to that, or there's certainly, it doesn't lead to any kind of consecrated living, then that person is under judgment. And the judgment of God can be painful, oftentimes is. And it leads to a separation. It leads to static. It doesn't mean someone loses, a Christian loses their salvation, but it does lead to there being a static, a separation, a, a gulf between them and God. So that is the cost that is the cost of consecration brought about by the cause, which means there's too much of an allegiance to self. There is a beauty of consecration. When consecrated living is actually taking place. It is beautiful. And that beauty, it, that beauty of consecrated living, dare I say, is the greatest representation of the gospel that one can make. Communicating the gospel through speech, through language is great. God instructs us to do that. We are to preach the gospel to every creature. We are. How can they hear without a preacher? And again, the preacher not being an official office. A preacher can be anyone who knows Christ. But there is a beauty with consecrated living. And dare I say, there is nothing more impactful, nothing more impact, nothing more convicting for a listener, for a receiver being exposed to the truth and the reality of Christ than by consecrated living. Because how many times have I heard not only in my own life, but from people that I know, people that partner with me in this ministry. Others have observed them. They have observed how they live righteously, not in their own strength. It is out of love and adoration and out of worship for Jesus Christ. And the lost world around them comes to them and asks them, wow, I, I, I just... I'm amazed at how you live. There's something different about you. There's something incredible about you. And then that opens the door wide open for a clear presentation of the gospel. That was illustrated in a prior episode with Jeff Stuppy, one of my regular conversation partners at his old job. He may uh, encourage you to uh, listen to that episode if you ha if if you haven't tuned into that one already. Uh, working a job for God is is what it's called. And he talked about in his old job and how he was living for the Lord and others around him took notice and his boss approached him with, hey, I could tell that something's going on with you and I hear you talking up about your faith as well. I wanna, I wanna know something about this Jesus that you're living for. We have this beauty that gets put on display when there's consecrated living by the child of God. So in order for one to be in tune with God, communication has to be of priority. If you're listening to this and you do not know Jesus as your personal savior, you have to be willing to listen. And again, dare I say that being spiritually deaf, that is if you do not even want to give 
Jesus and his love and his truth and his divine life infused into your life, if you only want to give that a chance, that will bring forth incredible consequences because spirit, being spiritually deaf is a choice. And that choice reflects an attitude of the heart. And if you're listening to this and you have made a profession of faith in the Lord and you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, but you really haven't been in tune with him for a long time, maybe not even since the point when you accepted him, maybe not since the point when you got saved, legitimately saved by Christ, you have been spiritually deaf for a long time. Being spiritually deaf is a choice, and that choice reflects an attitude of the heart. So communication has to be of priority. There has to be a distribution of the word, that is a delivering of the word, and then there has to be a hearer, that is a receiver of the word. That is where communication takes place, and communication takes place when it comes to the word of God. But while communication is has to be of priority, Dare I say, consecration is of vital priority. So in other words, again, the word of God can be communicated all day, all night, all year. If there's no consecration, it will fall flat. It won't amount to anything. So the deliverer has the responsibility to live a consecrated life. That is, that has to back up what's being communicated. And then the listener has to be willing to not only listen to that, what's being communicated, but has to respond. Then that becomes a consecrated moment. There has to be a response. Being spiritually deaf is a choice, and that choice reflects an attitude of the heart. But being spiritually in tune will bring about the blessing of God, will bring about richness in one's life, will bring about, it can, It will develop understanding of God's word and who he is. It will bring about the fruit of the spirit, which is joy, love, peace, gentleness, goodness, patience, lungs, all of that stuff. And then there will be life of victory. There will be opportunities for fellowship with other believers at, at much higher levels. I just got done reading a book, Life on the Highest Plane by Ruth Paxson. What an amazing book. And just an illustration of where Christian living could be if folks would respond, continually res respond to the glory of the Lord in consecrated fashion, where we are looking to deny, do away with ourselves, do away with selfish indulgences more and more, and look to tune into God. That's what will capture the life of an unbelieving world. And ultimately, that is where the greatest Christian fellowship is when people are looking to gather in the name of Jesus Christ and where that is all that matters. His kingdom, his glory, allegiance to him, that is tuning into God. That's what Paul was after in this verse. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you've missed prior episodes of Keeping It Real, I greatly encourage you to go back and listen to those. Again, the principles build off of one another. Feel free to check out things or you can get any prior episode also at KIRradio.com. Again, that's KIRradio.com. And on there is also other information regarding the Keeping It Real ministry. Catch you next time here on Keeping It Real.